Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to VUX World, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of voice and conversational AI and find people who can come and share uh, how they do what they do so that you can do what you do better. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the infamous Dustin Coates. Dustin, how do? Ken, it's going well. How are yourself? Very well, very well, thank you. Not too bad, not too bad. It's, uh, yeah, it's going all right. I've had a bit of a nightmare in terms of my setup uh, over the last few days, which I'll tell you probably a bit more about in a bit. But uh, other than that, pretty good, pretty good. How is Gay Paris? It's, it's, it's going well, it's going well. Uh, we've uh, had some some works in our bathroom this this uh, this week, so work from home has been a bit of an adventure, but I think you're going through the same thing as well, so you know how it is the exact same thing if there's any clanging or banging or uh, dog barking or loud noises then it'll be my bathroom being done <laughs> but you probably won't hear that because the goods haven't arrived so there's no one actually here today <laughs> so uh, so yeah you shouldn't do but um yeah i'm excited for today because uh, we're joined by uh, another returning guest today Charlie Cathy. An alumni, yes, an alumni. Very few alumni, actually, have been on the podcast. Uh, and so, Charlie, it is an honor to have you back, and uh, welcome back to VUX World. It's great to be back, Kane. Nice to be by your side again. Yeah, I feel as though we haven't seen each other for ages. I mean, usually we're kind of like, I mean, is it just me, or am I getting a bit of issue with this video? Are you seeing a bit of a messy video, Dustin? Looking all great to me. Oh, okay, cool. That must just be me. That's cool. Uh, yeah, Charlie, me, you, we usually are, um, you know, out and about at various events and uh, sharing um, crazily looking green shots of yeah. some description. Sharon um, Kane, you know, <laughs> we, we are on, on the board together. So um, you are in our living room. There is a massive uh, cup. The Alexa Cup 2019. Yes. Right on that cup. Indeed. Guest part of our winning team. Indeed. Uh, fun journey. But you couldn't actually come to New York to go and raise it with us. I couldn't because I was on a cruise. Yes, I was on my brother-in-law's wedding cruise uh, where I was mostly being seasick. Um, but we had fun nonetheless. Uh, and we were, we, I was going to say we were all heading that way. We headed that way briefly and then went down over the Bay of Biscay and got ourselves caught up in, in a relatively large swell, which didn't, <laughs> didn't bode too well for me, put it that way. I would have kind of, uh, in parts, preferred to be on stage sharing the stage with you and Sander uh, and Joe collecting that award. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Narrowly pipped to the post, it was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we got beaten by Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Shocking, that, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, but here we are, here we are again uh, on the podcast. And uh, what what have you been up to then, Charlie? Since since the Alexa Cup uh, last year, what's been going on with uh, with Say It Now? Um, so a roller coaster. So um, the Alexa Cup was really good for us, um, and it allowed us to firm up the proposition that we um, uh, we took to the Alexa Cup, which was a platform for allowing marketplaces like Laundry Heap or Scissors.com to um, uh, allow their services to be booked via smart speaker. And we raised some um, angel cash, some kind of early um, seed money for our business against that proposition. Um, but in April this year, we were just all kind of hungering down into lockdown and people were deciding to maybe take a more cautious view of the projects we were um, jumping into. Um, and we saw there was a, uh, uh, a competition being run by Innovate UK, which is the UK's innovation agency. And they were specifically looking for innovative solutions to economic challenges that are going to be caused by COVID. Um, and so we put a, a response in um, and we won that. Um, I can go, do you want to go into exactly what this was? Uh, why not? Yeah, well, I will preface this uh, briefly by saying that Innovate UK had a record number of applications. Uh, I know lots and lots of people that did put bids in and put applications in that were not successful, obviously, because there's only a limited number of, of uh, applications that can be accepted. And so I think before we get into it, it was, it was you know, very, um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, fortunate. It must have been a good idea, which I'm sure we'll hear about, because there was a shed ton of applications and there wasn't very many winners. So congratulations in, in doing it. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, I think you know the you know the, the the trick was to kind of find a problem big enough and then try and deliver something. What they were looking for is um, early to market innovative concepts, which would have been hard to get funded elsewhere. You know, having raised kind of um, money from external investors, they want to see some kind of in market proof points, and you know we were looking to do something which didn't necessarily have those, so it fits that criteria quite well. And what we looked at was um, the, the problem with um, charity donations. So in the UK, on um, an average year, there's about 10 billion pounds worth of donations which are given to charities, um, and that was predicted to be down by four billion pounds this year because of COVID. So usually charities, they do a lot of fundraising around their events, so events like Marathon and other fundraising events weren't gonna go ahead specifically because of COVID. And what we wanted to test um, was whether we could prove that um, voice was a viable donation channel for these charities. And it was built on top of two specific innovations um, within this customer journey. The first one being the ability to deliver highly targeted in-stream audio ads. So um, we ended up um, partnering with, with Global, which is the um, Europe's biggest radio company. They have radio stations like Classic FM, Heart, LBC, and about 300 others. And over the last year or two, they've developed the ability to deliver adverts, which you only hear if you're listening on a smart speaker. So um, if you're listening to Classic FM in your car, you wouldn't hear these radio ads. Um, and if you're listening on a smart speaker at home, you will hear these radio ads. So that we wanted to test whether we could use those highly targeted ads to drive um, engagements of uh, voice assistants and specifically um, Alexa skills. And then secondly, um, uh, we work very closely um, with Amazon Pay. We, we focus on um, voice transactions. And um, from May this year, the transaction path has changed. So historically, um, if you wanted to make a transaction, you'd have had to have that confirmed within the Amazon Alexa companion app. Um, but if you are a one-click checkout um, user within the Amazon environment, you now can complete a transaction all within the voice channel, so just using voice permissions. And so we wanted to tie these two things together and see whether we were going to be able to create campaigns for charities um, in order to drive those um, donations. Cool. And and Charlie, we, I think we were so eager, so excited to get into it that we didn't ask you, and, and most people know already, but for the two or three who don't, what is Say It Now exactly? What's your company? What are you bringing to this table so that we can we can picture where this all fits together? Yeah, sure. Sorry. Um, so yes, yeah, so, uh, Charlie Cabri, um, career technologist, I'm selling websites in 99. Um, I've always been working um, kind of uh, leading edge technology, so kind of emerging channels. And um, 2005 had a website, a, a company building websites where we started building um, social applications in 2007, then mobile applications in 2008, 9. Um, and then I started uh, into voice in about 2015, working with airlines, proving you could book at, uh, airline tickets. And then in hospitality, we launched um, the first ever in room concierge with Marriott in 2016. And so set up Set Now in 2008. 18, um, specifically around um, uh, helping brands take advantage of the um, uh, user behavior of engaging in voice assistance, but more specifically around looking for um, opportunities around the transaction. So my business partner and head of product um, was uh, head of mobile at the World Bank of Scotland and previously in the in the noughties had been working at Party Kenny and Party Poker, building their mobile application. So he's got experience in kind of enterprise grade um, transactional platforms um, and we both saw a huge opportunity here in voice um, specifically because you know in, in the year 2000 when e-commerce came along there was slightly more frictionless to buy things to buy some things online than it was in bricks and mortar in 2010 it was slightly more frictionless to do um, some transactions on mobile than at your desktop and what we're seeing now is for certain transactions it's more frictionless to do that through the voice channel than through your mobile, and um, that's uh, the area that we're looking to um, kind of capture value in right now. What was the last thing you bought, Dustin, on a voice channel? Putting you on the spot now. Nothing. I've never <laughs> bought. I've never bought really? anything on a voice channel. Really? No, I, I know you buy the poop bags. I, 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 I buy all sorts. Yeah. 
What about you, Charlie? What, what's the last thing you bought? Apart from apart from donating, obviously, to, to uh, God knows how many charities throughout all of the testing that you must have been doing through this period, which I'm sure we'll get into. But uh, aside from that, uh, what was the last thing you bought? Uh, I, I, I book Ubers, I book taxis. Um, so for me, that's the, the, the use case that I use for. Nice. I think it's... Um, I've told these stories many a time about how I buy dog poo bags and I buy dog treats and batteries and all those kind of things. This is all Amazon stuff, like by the way. Uh, so Amazon are profiting, profiting fairly well from my uh, my Alexa usage. Um, but did you see? Did you come across the Voxley study, the COVID um, lockdown Voxley study, or not? You've probably come across it. Yeah, I know that you've seen the Amazon Pay one and the projected kind of growth in voice commerce and stuff like that, but the Voxy one was interesting. We had um, we had Rosie on, didn't we, Dustin, a few weeks mm-hmm. back, and they found that over lockdown, before lockdown, around about 22% of people said that they were shopping using their devices. During lockdown, obviously, because of the everyone spending more time indoors, using the smart speakers, usage shot up. Uh, 33%, apparently, of uh, people have shopped on their on their devices. Um, so, well, smart speakers in particular, uh, rather than just voice devices in general. And so it seems as though the, the kind of, the behavior is starting to get there, starting to kind of come about. And... I'm I'm assuming that this the idea of this kind of initiative is to to make that kind of donation process as, as seamless as possible. We'll get into the the ads and the ad side of things and the tracking and stuff like that. But briefly speaking, before we kind of get into that, what was the current state of play with the charities that you're working with in terms of their capabilities on Alexa? I'm assuming it was Alexa first. Yeah. Uh, and so how how were they set up beforehand and you know what's the situation about getting them set up to actually be able to take donations in the first place yeah so um so four out of five of the charities we're working with um didn't have any kind of experience of working with um voice or alexa at all um and one who's we we launched with first nspcc they already had a skill um that we then uh upgraded with this new um voice permissions path this golden path um to uh enable that and it was quite useful for them because they can now see kind of data before when they launched this skill in 2018 and then how it's performing now that we're actually kind of driving very targeted traffic to us. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about um, how we then kind of got um, uh, got this all on board and so what and what's the, the proposition is. So we um, we got awarded this um, uh, uh, this grant on the 1st of June. And we hadn't been working with uh, Crisis, we were talking to them about a voice skill before that date, but no other charity. So from the 1st of June, we had to go and find the charities to launch with. We promised Innovate UK that we'd test this with four charities. Um, and we wanted to make a really kind of golden package. And so it was quite important to us to deliver a trusted experience at all phases. So we wanted to make sure that people were listening on a very trusted radio station or audio channel. It was going to be donating and the ask was going to come in uh, a way that they believed and they could um, they could have trust in. Um, and then it was going to come from a charity that they knew about and the transaction was going to be completed by a trusted payment channel. So um, we went for this kind of top 20 UK charities and we managed to get on board um, the NSPCC, uh, Macmillan Cancer Support, RNIB, Crisis and Globals Make Some Noise. We also spoke to Global, who, as I mentioned, the Europe's biggest radio company, and they agreed to um, uh, support us very heavily. They were very interested in what we were doing um, with 16 million um, radio ads. And these, as I said earlier, these radio ads will only be um, broadcast to people listening to radio on their smart speakers. And so then we um, started to get the, uh, the charities and the, the skills all set up. The first um, gate to go through is that these charities needed to get set up as uh, Amazon merchants. It's quite a challenging process for charities to get set up as an Amazon merchant. Um, a challenging well. process for anyone to get set up as an Amazon merchant. Well, it's quite, it's quite <laughs> from, a, from a commercial perspective because it's an automated process, but um, charities, because... It is. If you sell the things that you're applying for on your website... Oh, yes. But if you're only wanting to get a skill up and running, we've been through this, Dustin, haven't we, a few months back. If you want to get a skill up and running and those things aren't sold anywhere else, it's a challenge because the Amazon pay team, I don't have anything to point to to kind of verify it. So you get up and caught up in this kind of big whirlwind. Anyway, I digress. Uh, carry on. <laughs> hope, hope, hopefully that's that's not the case for um, for most of our kind of future use cases. So, um, but yeah, but for charities, because it's an at-risk um, category, then the, the compliance team really needs to get involved. So it's taken a little bit longer to 
onboard um, some of the charities to um, Amazon Pay that uh, that we'd like. But we um, so we wanted to get a trusted um, advert out there. So we so we've asked all the charities to deliver us a, uh, a famous ambassador. So for example, with the SPCC, we've got Martin Freeman um, to record the radio ad. You may remember him from the whole many other films um, and it's also an opportunity to deliver these very contextually relevant ads so we know that people are going to be listening at home um, so um, the NSPCC ad says look what are you doing at home you're tidying up you're baking um, not all homes are this nice um, and possibly even some even on the street um, the NSPCC runs Childline and they get a call every 25 seconds. We need your support now more than ever. Um, if you'd like to support, please um, so please ask your device to open NSPCC and that then goes into the, the golden flow um, where you say donate £10. As it says, I heard £10, I can take that from your Amazon Pay. Is that okay? You then deliver a positive intent. Yes, yep, okay, sure. And that payment then goes through. And then the final step is, you know, you, you get an email from um, Amazon very much that looks like you might have bought a pack of batteries. And so the whole end-to-end -end process is, um, is, is very trusted, it's very seamless. And for many people, this will be the first time they've ever heard an audio ad which has asked them to say something back to them. And so, you know, we believe this is the, the largest audio to um, uh, voice assistance campaign that's uh, going to be run ever. Um, we're going to get this very large pool of data. And what's very appealing from the publisher's perspective, so anyone running ads in their in-stream audio, is historically it's been hard to get that attribution to understand whether your ad campaign has actually delivered what you said it was going to do or what you wanted the campaign objectives to be. But here, because we can see the exact date and time stamp that the audio ads are served, and then we see exactly when people jump in and the path they take through the skill and exactly when they make the transaction, we get a really beautiful view of that funnel. We've got a nice data studio where we can look at all the, the data points um, that um, tell us about how that campaign works, and then we can look to, to optimize that over time. So that's really the, kind of the direction of travel for um, for us. We've got this great um, case study that we're launched that is, you know, is live right now. Um, if you listen to uh, global stations on your smart speaker, that's running towards the end of the year. And now we're starting to book in um, uh, tests with more commercial businesses. So for there, these campaigns can do things like um, lead generation. So if you want to get hold of this a very particular offer, then open X shop um, offer today for your 20% discount codes, and that, that goes into a lead generation loop. Um, or we can do um, one-shot discounts. So if you want to buy this product today at this discount, then just say this to your uh, voice assistant. Interesting. It's like a, it's a bit like send me a sample in terms of the the experience, but obviously with a paid transaction in there. It's interesting you mentioned Morgan Freeman, um, Morgan Freeman, Martin Freeman. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, Martin Freeman. Uh, I was once in having a drink in uh, Les near Leicester Square, and uh, true story, it was me and my wife. We were on our way to sketch for an afternoon tea, and uh, we were having a drink outside this pub near Leicester Square. And uh, he walked past us. There you go. Just, wow. just walk, just, just walk past. Yeah, he's got two kids, both of them just walk straight past, and that was it. That's the that's the claim to fame. That's my that's my association with Martin Freeman. Go on. I'm not allowed to tell you who who was the second in the running, but I'm very glad it was um, Martin Freeman. <laughs> what were you going to say, Justin? I was just going to say I'm I'm shocked he didn't say hi. That was really really <laughs> so rude I. of him. So am I. If I ever see him again, I'll point it out. <laughs> but it's interesting you were talking about the attribution model. So I'm, I'm assuming that you then have the, like, what have you got, like a schedule that they've provided you beforehand and said, here's the times that all of these ads are going to run on? Because presumably you'll need to know that ahead of time so that you can then go back and match it up. Or do they come back later on and say, okay, last week on these days, we run these ads at these times. Like, how does it, how does all of this yeah, match up the timestamps work? Yeah, we get a, a weekly data dump that has everything from the postcodes that these um, ads were delivered on. So we can see where the ads were delivered down to um, the first three letters of the postcode. So we go, um, quite a good idea about the the uh, uh, the, the, the geography that these um, ads have been served um, and then we 
and, and then also the times of day that they've been served, and we can also see what stations they've been um, served against. We can then match that, that database up um, with the, uh, the CSV that we can pull down from the um, Alexa skill, so we can see you know exactly what intents have been fired at what time of day, and so it's at that timestamp where we can see which um, user from which area has hopped from one to the other, um, and then we get an anonymized list um, back from the merchant of exactly what transactions have been taken at what time. So um, although we can't follow an individual user through the flow from end to end, um, we can get some fuzzy matching, some fuzzy logic of um, the kind of audiences that are going through what parts of the flow at what time. Mm. Has there been any anything thus far that you can share in terms of, I know you said it was kind of early, has there been any sort of like usage of the NSPCC skill do we know? Yeah, so um, I was hoping to be able to deliver a bit more. And what we're going to be doing is kind of pushing this all together. It's a big um, case study that we're going to be able to deliver in um, December or January. But um, considering that this is the first time that most people have heard an advert on their radio, on their smart speaker, um, that's asking them to do something as a user, you know, talk back to the advert. This is not a behavior that we've seen before. Um, we. Um, uh, mildly concerned that um, no one would engage at all, but that hasn't been the case. Um, we have seen uh, many transactions. Um, we haven't uh, been running for just over a week now, so we haven't had the chance to uh, really get any kind of um, statistically relevant results through because we start slowly and then build up the um, impressions we're serving through the campaign and we're um, understanding a little bit about how people are um, behaving. Um, but we've got another hypothesis um, because this is this is so new. That if you are somebody that listens to Heart FM, say on a daily basis, um, then over this first four month um, uh, period, you'll start to hear ads which are asking you to do something in return, and that will normalise that kind of behaviour as a response. And that's what we're trying to uh, we're trying to drive. We're really trying to shift behaviour and encourage people that um, it is a normal response to respond to these audio ads using your voice. And that's what we're um, found in the you know the, the next stage of what we're doing um, with this project, which is more uh, commercial ad campaigns um, uh, that are played on the streaming audio. So you would almost expect over time conversion rate to go up as people hear more often. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, that once once people start to get a trusted outcome from that um, radio ad, whether it's um, I'd like to book a test drive, um, book a brochure, learn more about um, what mortgages are available to me, I'd like to buy that special offer of product, um, kind of uh, um, treasure truck type um, offers. Um, then once someone's done that one, then they do it again. I suppose that you probably don't forget, the, you don't remember the first time we used Uber, um, but once you did it once, you know that was a trusted kind of um, path. It was far easier to do it again. So we're, we're just trying to get people to do something once, respond once to an audio ad, um, and then that becomes a, a behaviour. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how how long it takes, sort of thing. Like, how many times does it take for someone to be told that they can do this to build up? Like, yes, one thing is the trust, but one thing is just like the the willingness to explore do you know what i mean because it's like a lot often you'll hear an advert and you think oh that's interesting but then you won't really do anything about it and a lot of that might be that there's friction inherently in what the what the ad is asking you to do book a test drive today like that's just a, a, the worst call to action ever because it doesn't tell you where to go to do it you know whereas in this situation it's contextual because you're listening to it on your smart speaker you're you must be in the vicinity of it otherwise you wouldn't be able to hear it and it's giving you presumably i mean i've heard the ad and we have to try and find it actually see if we can play it but um it's it's giving you a very clear and explicit kind of instruction about what you can do or should do if you want to go ahead and do this so i'll be interested in seeing how often like how many times does it take for someone to actually hear it and then do it will they just hear it once and think yeah i'm up for it or will they need kind of like warming up you know what i mean See, the good thing about partnering with someone like Label who's got kind of vast experience in running these audio ads is they have a whole load of understanding about how many times someone needs to hear something in order to um, A, have recall and then B, 
do the call to action. So they 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 know um, roughly how this works, but we're delivering them another layer of granular data as to exactly how this works. Um, but the good thing about this above, you know, say kind of a, a pre-roll ad on YouTube, pre-roll ad on YouTube, you'll see the ad, and if you don't click on it there, it's gone forever. Whereas if we can leave like a, an advert earworm, so something which says, you know, look, this is an important thing to do, um, when you're ready, just say, Alexa, open NSPCC, and we can leave it in a way that sticks with you, then you might be able to then go back later and go, you've not heard earlier, I wonder if that still works. And because the skill sits there beyond when you've heard the ad, then you can then go and um, transact on that call to action at any point in, in the future. And it's, it's, that, it's that kind of, um, kind of latent advertising or latent kind of call to action that we think is quite interesting here. Charlie, can you explain that a little more detail? I don't, I'm not sure I quite follow. You're saying it's different from a YouTube ad and the fact that uh, it sticks with you. Can you elaborate a, a bit more on that? Yeah, sure. So um, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you play a YouTube video and you have an advert which is there for, say, 15, 20 seconds um, that you can engage with, you click there and you go to um, that microsite and then you're in that sales funnel. Um, if you hear a radio ad, um, you're encouraged to, you know, uh, then engage with that skill at that moment, but you can go back later that afternoon or the next day and just say open NSPCC to your skill because the skill's always going to be there. I mean, the, you might remember to to remember that URL of what you saw in the pre-roll, um, but it's more likely that you'll remember to go back to that, that audio ad if you can, um, uh, if you can encourage the user there's that kind of um, experience waiting behind it. Hmm. I'm interested in, so I did a video a while back, which was because, only because I could not get the Thomas the Tank Engine song out of my head, right? <laughs> the art, he just listens, he just watches Thomas the Tank Engine nonstop. And uh, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't mind, you know, the odd train program and stuff. And I enjoy building them a train set and playing with it in the living room. But these Thomas the Tank Engine songs just stick in your head. And so that got me thinking about the fact that people, lots of people have had conversations over their life that they remember. They've been given advice that they remember. They've had conversations in certain locations with certain people and they remember the conversation. And so there is something to that. You, and I think I use the term conversationally. What's the, what's the conversational equivalent of an earworm? I think the question was. Um, and so it, it's interesting how you mentioned that because if you can do something... Um, there's a chance of people remembering, you know, if they know NSPCC and now they know it's got a skill and they've heard the advert, they can put the two and two together. Like in someone's head, cognitively, it's not hard to connect the two. Alexa, open NSPCC. It's really, really straightforward. But if they also had like an audio logo or something similar, I would, I would be interested in seeing whether if you were to run two ads side by side, one just says Alexa, open NSPCC, whereas the other one says Alexa, open the audio logo version of whatever that is, you know, because a lot of them just sing the kind of brand name, don't they? It'd be interesting to see what has a bigger impact on recall based on whether it's a, some kind of like enhanced sonic branding call to action versus open the skill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I think beyond that, is I, think, I think what, um, as this kind of value-added advertising campaign, you know, you, if you, you historically, if you had an audio ads campaign, which would have, you know, give me the call to action, like, we need your donation down more than ever, please donate. Um, what because we're building a, you know, a, an asset or a channel to donate, they can then use that. That kind of lives beyond that ad campaign, and they can, you know, fire traffic towards it using their owned media. So they can back on the website, put on their socials, um, and then put in um, email campaigns, and people can still go back there. Mm. Good use for the quick links, isn't it? Once that comes out of beta, that'll be quite a nice, uh, a nice kind of use of that. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens because you're right on on a, a whole number of fronts. One is it's going to be an easier way for people to donate in the first place, and so you're kind of you're getting around the lack of like a personal presence for charities because I know a lot of them, you know, they do like the canvassing or whatever, and they have like presence in physical locations and that so it kind of gets around that it adds the the kind of or, or removes rather friction from online donations you know if you think about the amount of just giving pages that are kicking around and you see the post on facebook and whatnot and you kind of 
it's always clunky using the web, using the website the more you use your voice using the website just becomes more and more clunky you know what i mean <laughs> um so and also the fact that i think people will gen, generally now be so kind of empathetic even more empathetic towards charities than they ever have been because they'll understand how hard this period has been for them personally and naturally will then it's obvious that it's been a hard time for charities and so if you can why wouldn't you kind of want to support them you know yeah, I mean, and, you know, to, to add all, there's a few more kind of micro layers on top of that. You know, people have been sat at home, so um, they have been listening to, um, or they, they're trusting their smart speaker more. Do you remember that was that um, uh, COVID, the, the people, the, between 18 and 35-year-olds, they were um, li- asking their smart speakers 50% more for um, news and information mm. about, um, about the world around them. So mm. it's kind of shot up in terms of trust. Um, so talking to people like Global, we know that you know audio streaming is the, the top use case for your smart speaker, and you know people have been home more, so they're doing that more. And I, I think it's public that um, a third of Global's um, digital reach is now across smart speakers, so their inventory is going up and up. Also, the um, world of audio advertising is on the charge as well, so that's um, that's growing very very quickly. And so the ability to understand whether your audio campaigns are actually delivering on the, um, the you know, their, their message um, is 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 highly appealing. Hmm. Uh, do you do you use Pandora, Dustin? I used Pandora what a decade ago, but not really anymore. You're you're thinking about audio ads, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering whether there's been any insights. I haven't come across any because um, they've had interactive ads for a while, haven't they, on the app? But then they also, in, but this is in the US. They also kind of do targeting on smart speakers. Mm. Um, but I haven't really heard much about like impact and things like that. I don't know whether they're kind of like keeping it close to the chest and they use that as their like little secret weapon when they're talking to advertisers or whatever. But um, it's interesting because there is some, there is a little, there must be a little bit of data out there. I don't know if you've come across any, Charlie, in terms of some of the impact of either smart speaker, well, let's say smart speaker targeted ads in particular, first off. So, so no, it's, the, it's very, very far, hard to find any um, in, in Asia about smart speaker targeted ads. Um, and that's why we're so excited because we believe that we'll have the world's greatest data set um, by uh, December and then a nice pipeline of other tests kind of keep building on that as we move into um, 21. But the, the macro p- picture on um, what people are spending on audio advertising is in, it was 2.3 billion in 18 up to 2.7 billion in 19. So kind of growing 20% year on year. So um, the, you know, this, is, this is a huge growth area. And like other kind of digital toward other channels that that rose, you know, we look back at e-commerce and uh, mobile. Um, they grew because they were able to be kind of um, uh, data-led in the way that they grew. Um, and what's we're putting around here is a kind of a digital kind of hug around audio advertising. So you can really kind of see um, that attribution on a highly granular level, and that gives more confidence that this is the right place to put more. Um, uh, advertising dollars it's, it's, it's a it's a nice blue ocean um, area to explore yeah you know it's interesting Kane, uh, r- related to the audio ads in pandora i was speaking with nick mcshane from progress partners and they were telling me that one of their beliefs is that how to phrase this, uh, a platform abhors a vacuum of advertising dollars. And so their idea there is that as smart speakers, as audio takes off, if advertising dollars aren't already in that platform, they're going to be one day because each platform is essentially going to have the same amount of advertising spend related to its overall share. And so it seems like something where, you know, Charlie, you're headed into that direction and perhaps others are headed into that direction as well. And we should expect to see more of it coming up. I, I uh, would agree emphatically with everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. So, so I suppose what, so I think before we get ahead of ourselves, I think that where we are now, then let's just summarize where we are now. So we've got, We've got adverts going out on smart speakers, 
to listeners of uh, some of the top 20 radio stations of Global Radio's network in the UK on Alexa, asking them to... So right now, it's and it, it's asking them to donate to NSPCC, but there's further charities in the pipeline coming on stream. Yep, so, uh, we, so we, there was a bit of a delay uh, because of Amazon Pay. Um, so our original um, agreement with Global was from August to November. We've uh, pushed that out until December. So we've got the chance to run these 60 million ads uh, and get the right kind of data set. Um, but then we've got, so we've already got tests. But so it seemed that for the foreseeable future, you will now be hearing um, uh, ads if you're listening to um, radio or your smart speaker, you'll be hearing ads that you can interact with and um, that'll take you to specific skills um, and then drop you back into your radio player. Ah, so they drop you back in the radio player? Yeah, yeah that's, well, that's because um, the global radio player at least is not a skill. Um, we recently learned it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a first party capability, so the way that's the way they, that's been built in. So if you jump out of that, it's kind of almost running the background, you get dropped back into it after that skill. Um, right. Which is exactly what they'd like. Um, you know, our, 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 our future world is working with anyone who's got or who wants to advertise within their streaming audio media. So that's anyone who's running um, podcasts, like Spotify, um, Amazon Music, uh, Audible, and anyone who's trying to monetize that uh, content they're putting out into the world. And the call to action would be, if you want to know more, um, then ask your assistant to, and then um, uh, the call to action. And then uh, uh, we will then be building um, skills and actions, so we don't really care what voice assistance the listener has chosen, um, but then be able to drop into that campaign to, to complete that. And so expecting to support Siri next year, I'm hoping that um, we can uh, uh, build things in Siri, because um, more people will be choosing that. We know that the um, uh, big platforms are generally nudging us all into using our assistance more and more, and I, I can't see that stopping at any point. Um, and soon we will stop thinking of assistants as being smart speakers and realize that assistants are cloud-based and they uh, can go with you wherever you are. So you'll start to use them more in your car, more in these on-the-go use cases. Um, and uh, that is when this will really start to explode. When you're walking down the streets, listening to mm. your podcast, and you've got your hands in your pockets, and something's like, "Oh, you know, do you want to, do you want to understand a little bit more about our holidays to Mauritius?" Yeah, okay, tell me a bit more about that. Fine, mm -hmm. um, and you know, you're just happy to kind of um, uh, explore that in a lovely soundscape. Mm. It's um, the the kind of that background feature that. Amazon released recently would work there, wouldn't it? So if you if you do have a genuine third party skill, um, and you, you then you have this call to action in it, you can then put that into the background, open up the charity skill, handle the donation, then resume back where you left off in the third party skill. Um, it's in. Have you come across Instreamatic? No, yeah, um, Instreamatic. This this would be interesting for. Oh, it's the kind of note taking in stream. It's uh, no, it is what it is, is it is interactive audio ads. So exactly how you've just described, but uh, so I don't think it runs on Alexa. I think it needs to be in a podcast app that will support it. Did another video about this, about how it's got huge potential, but it needs to be put in places where people already are, like in Instagram, Facebook, places like that, YouTube and stuff, Alexa. Um, but essentially what it does is it, it's an interactive ad serving platform where you would serve an ad, but instead of asking them to open a skill, which takes them away from where they are, essentially it will ask you to respond to the advert there and then. And so I think the features that it has now, I don't know if it can do SMS texting off the back of hearing the advert, but it can definitely do like you can interact with the advert deeper. So here is you know, this advert, do you want to know more about it? Yes, I do. Here's a bit more information. Have you got any questions? What about this? Well, there's a question answered. And then you kind of hop back out of that and then go back to whatever you're doing, listen to your podcast or whatever it might be. So they're kind of onto something similar, but I don't think they've worked it into the voice ecosystem. I think it's specific for certain types of apps, I think. Something yeah. like that. So I think, yeah, for us, it's relatively clear that people will have a chosen assistant and they'll be um, happy to go and engage within that environment and have their payment details, their calendar, everything kind of linked up to run their life from, from there. And that's the area you want to drive people to if you want them to do a purchase or 
um, leave their details or book an appointment, all these all these kind of um, you know end goals for um, an advertising campaign. So um, that's that's our direction of travel. And Charlie, I have a question, maybe a specific getting into the technical details. So the the radio is first party audio, uh, makes makes a ton of sense. And then the charity portion is that a third party skill that you built here? Yeah, so that's that's a third party skill with um, the uh, voice, the Amazon Pay voice permissions um, upgraded. So uh, that was only available in the UK from May this year. So there's not many skills which have this functionality, which means that you don't have to check back in with the Alexa companion app to mm -hmm. authorize that payment if you've got one-click shopping enabled. And so the, my next question then, and maybe that was just the answer, why did you decide to go with Amazon Pay versus say ISP? Uh, so because we've got a good relationship with Amazon um, and it was an easy, most the most frictionless um, payment path that we could use to create a, um, uh, a payment to a charity. So. Um, yeah, no, it's, and, and school pricing didn't, didn't feature as an option. Um, I'm not sure. You would need to give them. You probably need to give them something in return, might you, in the skill itself or something. I don't know. I mean, technically, but as a charity, I mean, the Amazon Pay generally is for physical goods, so you're already bending the rules a little bit. And and I yeah, I, I hear you about the the previous relationship because I know Kane, you and I have maybe derided Amazon Pay a little bit because we struggle with it, but certainly the Amazon Pay team in the UK and in Europe is just was just absolutely top notch. I think. Uh, Kane, you would agree with me there as well. hundred percent, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of like getting getting the um, the company through the the onboarding process and, and sign up and stuff like that, uh, and then also troubleshooting here and there, they were fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we just had the we just had the issue of the fact that this place didn't sell physical things anywhere, <laughs> but we wanted to use Amazon Pay, so that it was more on the certification side. There, yeah, that's where there was a bit of a bit of an issue, but yeah, no, it was all good. I think, I mean, because because the um, the the previous proposition we were building out for um, was heavily supported through Amazon Pay. Maybe we were blinkered not to look through the ISP routes, and that's mm. something that we should. Um, uh, honestly, uh, we haven't looked. Do you think it was still would have been worthwhile to? build what you're building if you didn't have that one click uh, don't go to the app purchasing I don't think that um, it would have been no um, I, I think that that is critical um, for getting anywhere near the conversion rates we need to see for uh, an initial test and it was um, I think that was you know that's that's one of the, the big um, uh, the big enabling factors mm -hmm. um, that's going to allow this next generation of um, skills and usage. And I think that if we're able to kind of push a whole load of advertising dollars towards um, towards skills, then that's only going to be good for the um, uh, for the environment because um, you know it's, it's hard to get people to go back and explore more features and functionality of um, their voice assistants. And I think if we can use trusted brands and millions of dollars of advertising budgets to do that, that's only going to be good for all of us. Mm, interesting. Where do you think that it'll kind of? Where do you think it's heading then? Like, so I I, I buy things now that are kind of cheap enough, and and I don't really need to see them. Don't really care. You know, batteries are batteries. Don't really care that much. Uh, dog poo bags. You know, uh, dog poo bags. Most of them are biodegradable. You don't really have to look too much at it. Um, dog treats. Really, absolutely anything. So it doesn't really. He <laughs> doesn't care what he gets. And so I tend to. And and I'm up for uh, if the timing is right. You know, if I was served an ad like that, not just for for charity donations, but for other things that I might have a need for at the time. Then I'd be quite happy to to make the purchase. Some people, the pushback I've heard on on kind of like um, on voice commerce has been things around. Oh well, I want to be able to see it. I want to kind of see what I'm purchasing, and, and, and you know, I think that the trust is one thing. You know, maybe we're at a stage where people might not be comfortable spending five grand on Alexa via Alexa quite yet. Uh, get away, there's a fly in here. Um, but what what are your kind of thoughts in terms of like the voice commerce space in general, where it is now with people happy to transact potentially with low risk kind of like low value items, and where do you think that's kind of like 
heading to based on either some of the early data that you've seen from from uh, this recent project or generally just from your kind of you know knowledge and, and awareness of the of where things are at so I think I think we've got a huge opportunity to um, deliver on deals, right? So um, if it's a, if there's a product which people know about, if it's a, a mascara or a Fitbit, and you and you can put a um, call to action which is something like, we know that you're listening on this radio, and this offer is only for you today only. You can buy a Fitbit four for eighty quid. Just say Curry's open Fitbit offer. Right, um, then I think you'll be able to get those kind of one-shot transactions. The higher value stuff, um, booking this holiday that I'm desperate to go to to Mauritius, or um, getting a car, um, uh, then it's more lead generation that's kind of slightly further up the funnel, but still can play a very valuable part. So, um, you know, this is this is the features of the new um, electric BMW. Um, if you'd like to know more, explore the features, book yourself a test drive or order a brochure, um, then just say open um, electric. BMW, and then you can get into a nice kind of branded experience um, where you can then end up with a booking a test drive, leading, leaving your details with someone to um, come back to you later. So I think there's a there's a place, and I, it's, it's thinking of voice commerce as the role that voice plays in the sales funnel rather than the point at which transaction is completed. Hmm. Um, so that's that's where that's the way we kind of think, and we've got a nice blog that we did on the the the, uh, the customer consideration journey and where um, voice plays into that and the different points within that journey and where voice can play a part in that or gathering data or proving value at each one of those different stages. Hmm. I, th- I think that this, you know, this even on the transaction side, you know, I think that. Um, there's definitely like in the flight example, if if you were already searching for flights and you know you'd already kind of like highlighted some dates that you wanted to go out or whatever, and you'd done a couple of searches in the past and stuff like that, if you were getting sort of notifications or whatever through Alexa from whoever British Airways, EasyJet, whoever it is, saying, hey, you know, then flights that you were looking at last week leaving at like Friday at 6 a.m. and returning on Friday at whatever, they've now gone down by a hundred quid do you want to go ahead and, and do this? Um, I think r- right now, I think the more likelihood is that that would end up being like a text sent to your phone that would then ping you into the app or whatever. But I can still see that being having potential in the future. If you've already kind of done your research elsewhere and you kind of broadly speaking know what you want and you don't really have to see the thing to validate it or whatever, I can see a time where you know people would be willing to spend a little bit more. Yeah, I, I can see that, like, but I can't see that um, uh, from an ad campaign perspective where mm. it's more kind of globally kind of t- trying to gather um, uh, the initial responses. Yeah, in the in the moment kind of action rather than... Yeah. Yeah. The way we're looking for those kind of um, what we can lead people to very much as a direct response to the, the campaign, and that's where we're going to be able to get um, lots of advertising dollars spent and um, pushing people into using these assistants more and more within that, um, within that journey. Nice. Wicked. Well... Good luck. I think uh, we'll have to do this again when when the date is through. And uh, you know, what is it? December? Did you say December? You're looking at December. We'll have a, a massive pile, so um, uh, it's a bit busy in December. So I reckon January time we'll be um, uh, reporting this back to the world, um, and that'll be sharpening our pencil for um, our massive plans in twenty one. Nice. Well, we'll be glad to have you back to uh, to see some of the results. It sounds, it's always fun. Uh, it's always fun you you might be the first uh, the first guest to complete the trifecta wow. podcast in every uh, year since we uh, since we launched. Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, cool. So you've mentioned a couple of things. You've mentioned things around. You know, there'll be a case study out there. You mentioned the, a couple of articles and things like that that you've kind of uh, put together. Where can people go ahead and and read those? Follow what you're doing and and kind of uh, yeah, follow the journey. Yeah, so um, all of that is on um, our website, which is uh, sayitnow.ai. You can follow me um, on Twitter at Charles Cadbury or at sayitnow underscore AI. Cool. Say hi. Reach out. I'm a friendly chap. (laughs) Any final thoughts, Dustin? No, this was great. Thanks so much, Charlie. Thank you very much, Amy. It's been good. It's been good. I think one thing that I have, um, I was thinking about this quite a bit and what I think is unique about this that uh, I quite like is essentially, usually, kind of behaviour is changed 
gradually over time and it's usually the people who have got big budgets um you know and and it's usually in the company's interest for them to change your behavior you know if you think about ee or your phone network or your broadband provider or all of those kind of things they use these nudging techniques for, to change your behavior you won't get paper bills anymore because when you sign up the default is that is this winston no it's winston give me a sec Say hello. What are you doing on here? Here he is. You won't get uh, you you won't get paper bills anymore because they'll they'll default that to being paperless. You know they'll just nudge you in the direction that they want you to go to. Uh, the government do it all the time. Uh, you know all the big companies are trying to change people's behaviours because normally it's kind of in the best interest of the user. It's also in the best interest of the company. The company saves money. The user saves on post or whatever the case may be. But you don't often see uh, situations where like a startup is able to get themselves in a position where they're able to influence people's behavior uh, in this context, which is kind of what's happening. You know, you've gone out and got the funding, you've assembled the partners together, you've kind of put the plan in motion, and you've kind of on the kind of path to, on a pretty large scale, reaching, you know, if there's 16 million adverts served, that could well be, you know, 1.6 to 2 million donations that come through the doors, which is, which would be a huge, huge impact. Um, and so I think it's commendable that, you know, as a startup, as someone who is passionate about the industry, passionate about the space, to be able to kind of organize this, get this together and put all this in motion for, I mean, obviously there'll be some good that comes out of it for say it now. You'll have any amounts of case studies to point to in a, in a huge kind of like reputational boost and stuff like that but beyond that it's actually good for the industry in as a whole because there could be millions of people all over this country right now over the next few months who are building confidence and learning that it's okay to spend money with their voice on alexa and so that's the thing i like most about it is that it's yeah it could be a large large cha- large scale changes put in place from from a two two-year-old startup which i think is is commendable Thank you very much, Kane. That means an awful lot um, coming from you. There's, there's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about um, uh, trying to push this this all forward. You know, um, anything that we can do to help the community, and I think that's why we're very keen to um, share what we're doing, share the plans, um, talk to anyone who um, we think would benefit, and then when we get the learnings, um, share that because um, you know, if we if we can all go out armed with better case studies, then that's all going to help push this movement forward. Cool. Nice one. Well, thank you again for joining us. And uh, off the top of your head, Dustin, I'm putting you on a spot again now. Can, who's next week? Can you remember what's next week? We have got another no, one. Oh, no, we do. I can't remember who it is, but it's going to be a good one. That's that's what I know. <laughs> As always, it's Mark Gray of Constant Companion. Uh, yeah. So Constant Companion are putting these devices into the homes of the elderly and allowing them to access uh, services. It's reducing loneliness uh, and it's putting this technology to further good use. So we're going to have two pretty decent case studies mm-hmm in the next couple of days so yeah as as always uh charlie it's been an absolute pleasure uh, as always and as always ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening and until next week see you later cheers